This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, professor of internal medicine and pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. They're both chartered financial analysts. Ryder holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. So how can you support the nonprofits in your community while on a budget? Our money topic today is how to contribute to a charity without donating cash. And our experts are here to answer your personal financial questions as well. Contact us by email. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. So good morning, Ryder. Let's start with you. We're into the month of December. So what's on your mind, financially speaking? Yes. Yeah, so one interesting thing we had last week, we had a very good jobs report. This is something Nancy and I, we talk about a lot. And uh, immediately afterwards, the market was down. The market was down kind of significantly after very good jobs report. And you always think, why is that? Was this very good news? Good news economically? More people spending and working better economy, surely better for stocks, right? But the market is always looking at the future. It's looking at expectations. And one of the things that we've had this year, of course, the market is down a lot. It's been pricing kind of for bad news. It's kind of expecting bad news because and, and because the Federal Reserve has been raising rates. We've had inflation. Those things have brought the market down. And so it thinks, oh, no, if we're going to have this good news, one, Federal Reserve is looking at wage inflation and a better jobs number probably means higher wage numbers coming in. And that means higher spending and higher inflation. Maybe the Federal Reserve will continue hiking faster. That is a concern. So it's just very interesting seeing the difference between news that's announced and what the market expects to see in the future. And so we we hear this a lot. People ask about, oh, there's a recession coming. Surely I need to wait until there's a recession, and then I'll buy stocks. Then it's too late. (laughs) Right. It's too late at that point. The market is, 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 is ready. For, to get out of that recession or, or, or whatever, if one comes, um, so it's it's kind of already at the low prices. So that's just kind of an interesting dichotomy. Uh, Nancy, what's on your mind? Well, the other thing that we've been talking about in the office as we've been working with clients looking at mortgages is there's been mm. a bit of a whiplash. You know, it's surprising. Just a few weeks ago, we were looking at um, 30-year rates just a little over 7%, and now we're starting to see them just over 6%. I mean, that's a drop of 1% mm-hmm. in a matter of a few weeks. That's a real surprise. Um, now, we did expect them to come down some, but this is certainly a relief to a lot of people looking at purchasing homes. And you will say, well, my goodness, 6% is so much higher than what we saw just a few years ago with people getting rates below 3%. It's still a really good rate. And so this is some relief on that front, and I think that will help with some of the housing issues. By the way, have you ever wondered why uh, the person you invest your money with is called a broker? 
Thank you for that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> was that your pun of the day, Kevin? Uh, that was my pun of the day just a few days ago. Yes. Oh, there so you go. I thought of the show when I when I read that. Oh, one. that's so kind of you. <laughs> So today we're going to be talking about assisting a charity by means other than write-out cash contributions. We're also looking for your personal finance questions. You can email money at mpbonline.org. So, Ryder, one way a person can give to a charity without inconveniencing their current spending is donate in your will. Talk about that. Yes. So donating in your will or making a bequest, uh, there's various terms for it. That's a that's a good way for someone who they would like to make a large impact on a charity uh, or on a cause. They don't necessarily care to see it done in their lifetime. And because maybe primarily they need that money, like you said, you don't want to uh, inconvenience, you don't want to harm your current financial situation. So you can, in your will, or if you have a trust as part of part of your your trust documents, just have a line item saying X number of dollars or the value of X, Y, Z or this property will be transferred to such and such a charity. It's, it's just like it sounds. You just put language in your will saying where something goes. Uh, with all estate planning, I, I like to think that it's important to it's important that the people who are benefiting from your estate or who may expect to benefit from your estate have know what's going on. Uh, you don't want to get a situation where you've given all of your money to charity and your seven children are now uh, very concerned that they don't have any money. But you're going to be gone. Over, yeah, you're who cares, gone, right? But your your family is now completely divided and very angry at you. Uh, you, you don't. It's it's. It's not good. It could could result in people suing each other over these things. So it's always good, even just just to just to prepare them for what's going to happen, what your wishes are, what values you're trying to convey in this will, and and, and what you mean by that. And, and I've seen we've seen it go all sorts of ways. And people say, you know, it is not because you know basically giving to various family members. I'm not giving to this family member more because I love them more or less to this person. You might. You might. You might. But you, you might not want to tell them that. Uh, but these are important conversations to have, in, in including when you give to somewhere in your will. And also, especially if you're giving to a smaller charity – uh, then you may want to have a backup. You, know, you may want to make it clear that it can go to a successor charity of them. You may want <clears throat> to make it clear that there is a person who can who can change that. Say you give to a small animal shelter and uh, they get really taken over by a larger animal shelter. shelter or they disappear. Town, or they disappear yeah. with all the animals. I don't know. Uh, you may want to say, okay, well, the trustee or the executor of the will can can make that call if, if there's a real question about that. Um, and then if it's a larger charity, you know, a national charity, but you have a local project or a local office in mind, you also want to designate that or else it'll just kind of get lost in the, in the millions and billions that that charity is raising. And you can make a range in your will through a trust and mm -hmm. talk to an estate attorney to do this so that um, your heirs are provided for during their lifetime. But then once they are gone, if someone you want to make sure is supported, then it can go on to the charity. So we have seen a lot of that. Yes. If you have a question for our experts, send an email to money at mpbonline.org. We're talking about ways to support charities without it impacting your day-to-day -day spending. 
If you're a regular MPB listener, you already know a way to support a nonprofit that doesn't involve cash. We'll remind you about that opportunity next. You're listening to Money Talks, and our website, moneytalks.mpbonline.org, is one way to hear past broadcasts. You can also download the MPB Public Media app and listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand to all the local MPB Think Radio programs. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, President of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. The MPB Foundation provides you the opportunity to donate your car, truck, boat, RV, motorcycle, camper, riding lawnmower, wave runner, what have you, to support the mission of MPB. If you're interested and want more information, you can go to mpbfoundation.org. So we're talking today about an article suggesting ways to support charities without donating money. Uh, Nancy, if you aren't in a position to donate cash, you could certainly volunteer. What do you think about that? Well, certainly there are a lot of organizations who need people on the ground. They need bodies to do things. And um, if you are professional, a lot of accountants will donate their bookkeeping skills to help with organizations or just to be there helping in any way you can. Now, understand that that's not a tax deduction. So your time cannot be, you cannot say, oh, they would have paid $10 an hour and I'm going to deduct that on my taxes. You can't do that. Um, You might be able to deduct for expenses that you incur Mm -hmm. while volunteering. For instance, the gas it takes for you to travel around and deliver meals on wheels. But the other problem with that is if you're doing that through your personal taxes, we now have a much higher standard deduction for couples that's in the $24,000 range. So if all of those deductions don't add up to more than that, it's really not even worth your while keeping up with that. If you're doing it as a business, though, you might still be able to deduct some of those things that you uh, expenses you incur while uh, volunteering your time. But certainly it's a great way to get involved in your community, to really support the things that are important to you, and also to find a community of people who are like-minded. They're supporting the same things that you are, and you can make a huge difference. And, and certain voluntary uh, volunteer, volunteering opportunities have silver linings. I know a friend of mine who lives in New York City volunteers at the U.S. Open every year, so he gets to watch a lot of tennis. Oh, yes, yes. A charitable tennis excursion. (laughs) Yeah. One of the things I was thinking about when you said you may be able to deduct some of your expenses, especially if you're buying supplies and things, make sure with these things you're keeping records. And also you can ask for an in-kind donation receipt. The charity isn't necessarily going to say, oh, they gave us a $100 check, but you, know, you show them your receipts, you show them all your things, they say, okay, they gave us $100 worth of stuff that that was that counts as a deduction. So that just kind of bolsters your records keeping. And she mentioned accountants and uh, tax prep services for low income. I know uh, locally, I believe the United Way does one of those. Uh, free medical and dental clinics are fairly uh, common in, in in most cities. So those are ways that doctors and in rural areas and in too. Rural areas, yeah, yeah, yeah they, they are. They are all over. Um, and I know if you listen in legal terms, sometimes they'll talk about the volunteer lawyer projects. There's lots of ways for professionals, particularly professionals where people have a hard time accessing. It's not not everybody can afford to go to a, a doctor or a lawyer, or thinks they can afford to go to a doctor or a lawyer to see something. Uh, but there's a way to get access to those high-quality professionals for those folks, and it's a great way to give back time. 
Uh, this is producer Liz jumping in. I want to give a, another silver lining. I was in a position where I did a lot of volunteer work and was about to enter the workforce, but wasn't ready yet. Well, my, one I had heard so many times offers of volunteering for the radio reading service. So I was I volunteered with the radio reading service. And then came the time when I was ready to enter the workforce, and there happened to be a job opening here. So yeah. that's how I got my entree, entree <laughs> to uh, MPB. And if you don't know, if you're looking for a job and you don't know what you might like to do, volunteering for that organization might give you an idea if that's a good suit for you, if that's a possibility. And employers will look at volunteer activities to see what kind of skills you've developed. So even if you're not really officially in the workforce, um, if you've pulled out for some reason, doing some volunteer work, that can still build your resume. And I would say, too, uh, for high school students, probably even college students as well, if, if you volunteer and put that on a resume or for a college admission or after college for a job application, uh, that certainly wouldn't hurt either. <clears throat> By the way, there are two volunteers in this room, so I would like to say thanks to Nancy and Ryder for volunteering their time every Tuesday morning at 9. In fact, most of the experts that you hear on the MPB Think Radio programs are volunteers, so we certainly appreciate uh, those folks, you too, especially for sharing your expertise with us. Enjoy uh, our uh, Tuesday get-together uh, every week, uh, so that's for sure. So uh, we're learning about ways to support a charity that might fit into your budget better than just making a cash donation, but we're also looking for your personal finance questions. You can send an email to money at mpbonline.org. So, Ryder, if you don't have a lot of extra time, you could always donate things like supplies or items to a charity. Uh, that's right. Who among us does not have too many things in our house? Um, one thing I got recently, uh, there is a uh, fraternity at a local college who does a canned food drive. I believe they just did it last month. And so that's... Uh, they drop off a bag with a little info sheet at everyone's home. They have a date and time they come pick those up. So non-perishable foods, so canned foods, uh, dry goods, pastas, beans, things like that are very useful. Please make sure you are not just giving expired things, but do go through your pantry and see, oh, what is this something I bought two of or I bought too many of? I don't need this anymore. I never made that recipe. Uh, give those things. And, of course, you can always buy some. Some, some other things. You might have a coupon for, for a really good deal on some stuff you don't really quite need, but it is a way you can support a uh, food pantry. That's a great idea. Uh, pet food, uh, toys, and supplies for animal shelters are also good. Clothes and toiletries for homeless shelters, toys and clothes for and furniture for family centers. That's a big one. Um, organizations that do foster families, foster children, and adoptions, they often need furniture because there will just be a day when you suddenly have another person in the house and you'll need a bed, things like that. So that supports the charities in your community. Uh, also gives those unwanted items uh, an, another life instead of just dumping it on the curb. Which I love. I love <laughs> you, love, you yeah. love the curb, honey? Oh, no, we know. We, we do do the curb in my neighborhood. It's great. <laughs> little curb just, alerts. Yeah, just yeah. put it out on the curb and then we'll have a joke to see, okay, uh, or we'll run a, a pool, basically, how many hours before it gets picked up. Oh, it, And I love that. Things can get picked up so quickly. Sometimes I'm, I'm 
sometimes I see things that I'm a little concerned. Was that something someone meant to put in their car and they just drove away? It's a little too. You got to nice be very clear. To be sitting on the curb, but yeah. and, and that but brings up a, a, a good point. Make sure that what you are giving is not just your trash. Don't don't give a shot mattress. Don't give a broken mattress frame. Again, don't give expired food. Don't give clothes with nasty stains that you can't get out and rips that you can't patch uh overwhelming those places with junk is not helping them and and don't even make it their decision right don't say oh well yeah this might make the cut no no no. if if you're questioning it if it's not in good shape just just don't worry about it just go buy them a fresh pack of t-shirts if that's what it's gonna be so uh, make sure you're giving good quality things and 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 we all have good quality things that we just simply don't use for for whatever reason uh, I remember uh, that was a big problem with the uh, Marie Kondo. Uh, a lot of thrift stores started getting just absurd amounts of things as people just thought, oh, I can just dump all my stuff at the thrift store. No. Keep in mind, we do want to have some respect in the situation. And make but sure I will say um, I think some charities actually bundle things that might not be sold here and ship them overseas because there are places where, you know, yeah. our, our 16 old T-shirts can be that, certainly that, that used is true. somewhere. That is true. When even there is a there is a local thrift store I love a lot. They have a warehouse sale once, I think it's once a, once a month. And it is just bins of shirts. And they're the ones that they just, they don't want to sort through them. And you can just buy clothes by the pound. So yeah. that can be, that that's a real treasure hunt for you, Nancy. Yeah, I would love that. Also, if you're donating items, and certainly I occasionally clean out, this is my my goal for the next year is to start clearing out, and um, I usually take them to my local Goodwill. They may give me a receipt, but they're not going to assign a dollar amount mm-hmm. to it. I'm going to have to do that on my taxes. Just be reasonable. Mm-hmm. you know. Just um, make a reasonable effort as to the value of what you have given away, mm-hmm. and that could be a deduction for you. And, and that's a good point. So if you say you're giving away a whole box of things, if there is anything in there that is particularly special, particularly nice, it, maybe it's a box of T-shirts, but you also have some very nice dress clothes, uh, make a particular note of that so you're not just saying, um, box of clothes – know that some of those clothes may be a little more valuable. Um, but of course, while we're thinking about this, while we're thinking about clearing out your house, of course, on Money Talks, we want to remind you, one of the best ways to not have to clear out your house is to not, not buy, buy junk in the first place. So <laughs> oh, that's a that, hard we one. Gotta, we got to think about that. But we always do have stuff coming in and out of our house. So uh, it can, if it can benefit somebody else, that's a great thing. And you know, a lot of charities have uh, thrift stores that you mentioned, but also mm-hmm. uh, would hold uh, auctions. So if you could donate things that might end up as an online auction, and that would uh, benefit the charity as well. We have a caller on the line, so we're going to say good morning first to Martha. Hello, Martha. You're on the air with us. Hey, I am so thrilled that you're talking about charities, nonprofits, and volunteer opportunities. I'm Martha Duvall, a volunteer recruiter with the American Red Cross. And I literally pulled over on the side of the highway to call in and say, yes, yes, please. We would love to have volunteers. And so thank you all so much for having this topic on today. Well, thanks, Martha. Uh, Martha, before you go, give us an idea of if someone did want to volunteer with the Red Cross, what sorts of uh, talents and skills and things are you looking for? 
Oh, all different types. We I need people for blood drives down on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, to people who enjoy being around others, helping folks, compassionate folks. I need folks with leadership skills, people who like to do data entry. We might need some folks in the offices across the state of Mississippi. Um, all different types of opportunities. Of course, we have biomed opportunities. We have service to the armed forces opportunities, working with our military men and women and their families and our veterans. We have disaster relief opportunities. We have operations opportunities. You just name it. I recruit for more than 200 positions, different volunteer positions within the state. So y'all give us a call or go online and check it out. We'd love to have as many volunteers as, as possible. All right, Martha, thanks for calling in. And, you know, Nancy, a lot of times when we talk about donating money, it's like check into the, the charity you're giving to. And if you're volunteering, you would at least want to do kind of a background check of that as well. Oh, absolutely. You want to make sure that this organization is supporting the things that are important to you and that they are wisely using their resources, whether it's money or people, in a way to really support their programs and not just feed themselves along the way. And uh, you can find information about charities registered in the state through the Secretary of State's office. You can find information about how much of every dollar actually goes to programs versus administration. So the more that goes to program, the more efficient that organization is and the less they're spending on themselves. And so that becomes very important, too. But a lot of people, uh, when they do volunteer work, they're typically volunteering for a local group. So you have you know, your feet on the ground, you probably know some other people who have participated and know what they're doing. And you might even uh, be neighbors with someone who is the executive director. And so you have a real personal attachment there. So but but yes, it is important to understand what you're getting into. And I think uh, Martha underscored what we had said earlier, and that is most uh, organizations looking for volunteers are looking for a variety of skills and things. And so I, I think don't think, well, you know, what can I do that would be helpful? Because I think uh, a, a willingness to help is, is really what most, I think, uh, volunteer uh, people that are looking for volunteers are really looking for. Uh, we go back to the phone lines. Jackson this time. Jim has called in today. Good morning, Jim. You're on the air with us. I just had a comment about the valuation of donations for uh, tax purposes. I believe the IRS still publishes um, a set of guidelines that tell you what you can value clothing and certain types of furniture, uh, and, and you probably won't raise an eyebrow at the IRS. Jim, thanks. Very good call. Thanks for calling in today. Let's uh, stay on the phone lines. One more call before our next break. We go to... Mikey in Mobile. Good morning, Mikey. You're on the air with us. Hi, good morning. Um, Y'all are, as usual, fantastic. Thanks. Information-wise, I appreciate it so much. And I hope that this will add to it. Um, This is to do it on a different level, um, shall we say, Um, which we all do every day if you're a kind person. If you're standing in a line which a bunch of us are going to be, you know, and are at this time of year, um, for whatever reasons, uh, be kind with the information that you give to the people around you. If you know where the clearance aisle is and they don't, it's going to help them out. Basic human kindness, yeah, especially this time of year. If you're in a retail establishment or whatever, the people can be kind of short, uh, you know, with all the, the tension Look, and things the of company, the holiday season. You go ahead. The company is still going to make money. 
and they're going to move their merchandise. And uh, the people who are going to be able to achieve it are um, uh, very grateful. Um, and it's shared. It's shared community. Thank y'all. Happy holidays. Thank you. Happy holidays, Mikey. I think that's great. And like they say, it costs nothing to be kind to people. Um, and and as well, we when you're when you. You mentioned uh, service folks, you know, working with folks who are under probably a high-stress job right now, dealing with the most irate customers, the most of them at any time of the year. Uh, be generous with them and, and be generous with those who are serving you. And I would also give a plug for um, assisting, donating to um, people directly. You're not going to get a tax deduction, but there are folks who need help. And if you know somebody uh, actually putting a little money in their pockets, showing up with some groceries on their doorstep, um, that is not tax deductible, but it is such a worthy thing to do. And uh, being able to to do something directly that makes a huge impact is a special thing. We're talking about ways to support a charity without giving money. How can regular shopping help a charity? We'll have that for you next. Money Talks is MPB Think Radio's personal finance broadcast. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taff, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. They're both chartered financial analysts. Ryder holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. If you don't have cash to donate to a charity, you can support their efforts by buying from a charity shop. Uh, The website moneycrashers.com recently published an article suggesting ways to support charities without donating money. We'll see what our experts think of their suggestions in just a few minutes. But we did promise that we would get to Benny, who's called in today. Benny, you're on the air with us, so go ahead, please. Hi, I'm sorry to interrupt you guys with just a simple question. Our community center voted last night to make donations to the Salvation Army and the Red Cross. And I was just calling for mailing information. To the, to the Salvation Army and the Red Cross? Sal- yes. Uh, so I do not have that with me, but all of that would be on their website. And I know as well, particularly with the Salvation Army, they also have local offices, which might be useful to look up that and make a contact there. Uh, because if you're giving it from your community center, I'm sure they want to see a little bit of impact in your local area. So I, I'm not sure quite how their regions are divided up, but I, I know there is at least a Mississippi office for the Salvation Army. And then you mentioned the Red Cross as well. I think they mm-hmm. may have one as well. Uh, so contact them. See if they have any projects in your area or any offices or any contacts in your area. So you can kind of designate that money to get a little closer to home, uh, if, if that's truly what your uh, community center wants. But as far as that contact yeah. information specifically, I do not have that to hand. Yeah. All right, uh, Benny, thanks for the call. We've got some open phone lines if you want to call in. We're talking today about... How to donate to charities with uh, other than using straight cash. Also, we always look for your personal finance questions. You can send an email to money at mpbonline.org. So uh, one way that uh, listeners might not be familiar with is buying from certified B corporations. Now, Nancy, you said you hadn't heard of those, but I think you said there's a similar sort of thing that you're Right, something called ESG investing, and ESG stands for environmental, social, and governance. And all of this, whether you call it certified B or ESG investing, is making the conscious effort to invest and buy from 
uh, companies that support your values. And so you're looking at how they function as a for-profit business, and are they socially responsible? Um, Do they care about the environment? What about the internal governance in that company? But this is a very popular thing to talk about right now, and their entire fund set up to invest in ESG, where they have boards that do screening based on practices at each of the companies that they invest in. So uh, there are a lot of kind of different ways. I don't know. B corporations are one of the, uh, they were the hot one for, for a minute, but a lot of companies have some sort of charitable pledge. Notably, some of think of a lot of outdoor clothing brands. Of course, they're founded by people who love being outdoors. Uh, Patagonia, I know they, they take a lot of their, they've actually divided the company up. Basically, all the profits go to a charitable foundation. Their big thing is buying up land to make a, a, a nature preserve in Patagonia, uh, Argentina, Chile, Argentina, I think. I um, Chile. So that's what, well, well, well let's get out up. the globe here, folks. Um, uh, there's a lot of uh, companies have signed a 1% for the planet pledge or some sort of we donate a percentage of our profits or revenue to a certain cause. Um, I, I, I like this idea if you're already supporting the company. Um, for instance, Patagonia, if you're buying Patagonia goods, you're probably already paying for that kind of premium level outdoor wear. So if you're actually patronizing them anyway, that's fantastic. But please, again, this is Money Talks. I have to say, do not use this as an excuse to spend more. Don't say, oh, they're going to donate 1% of the proceeds to XYZ. Yes, you, you paid 15% more to that. You could donate that 1% more uh, and you could have control over it. So um, I think one of the things with B Corps, there are a couple of large B Corps, but it's mainly, it's a similar thing. They've, they've said, we're going to donate some of our money to uh, so to various causes, or we're going to structure our company in such a way that it benefits some specific causes. A lot of companies are big about advertising this, though. It's 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 it can be PR for them to say, "Oh, we donate one percent of our revenue." That's that's cheap PR if uh, you get people aligned with that goal. And we've had a lot of conversations in our office about ESG investing altogether. Mm. Um, for a long time, it was sort of on the edge, and the research didn't support that you could generate superior returns by investing in ESG companies. We're starting to see some shifts there um, where uh, being that type of a company is starting to pay off Mm -hmm. because consumers are demanding that. But again, entire funds uh, being set up focused on these particular values, and you can find them out there. Producer Liz Gill, always on top of things. Patagonia is in Argentina and uh, Chile. Both. Yes, there you go. So We that, were all correct. That, Thank you, Liz. That we keeps lo- everybody happy here. That in is a win-win-win, folks. Uh, back to the phone lines we go. Off to Mobile. Kent has called in today. Good morning, Kent. You're on the air with us. Hi, good morning. Uh, I just want to give a tip for folks in Mobile. Excuse me, the uh, Mobile SPCA, Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, uh, does a... Uh, what they call a rummage sale twice a year. And they take a lot of different kinds of donations, and that stays local. The national organization runs those tear-jerking ads on TV and, you know, want you to donate to the national organization. But they spend a lot of money on their executives and on advertising. Uh, The money that's generated at the rummage sale 
pretty much stays local and supports the local uh, animal shelter. So that's just a tip for the folks around the Mobile area. All right, Kent, thanks for the call. We do have a lot of listeners in the Mobile yeah. area, so that's a, a good heads up. We appreciate you calling in. And that's a great point in general if you think, oh, this national organization maybe isn't exactly what I want, but you do see the local organization doing something more powerful or doing something that you really like, then that can be a good reason to say, oh, well, I can support this local branch, this local project. I can volunteer for this local thing and have a bigger impact than just sending sending 10 bucks to the national address. So this is Money Talks, and today we're talking about ways to support a charity without breaking out your wallet. So, Ryder, there are some ways to support a charity while just kind of going about your regular routine. What What are some of those? Yes. So a lot of these are going to focus around raising awareness. You can always talk about charities, talk about charities you support. This is something I brought up last week. If you give to a charity, just post on Facebook and say that you did that. If you give to a charity and you want somebody else to, just tell them, oh, hey, yeah, I gave such and such dollars to local animal shelter. They've been really impactful for me. And I, I know they need some money for the, for, the, for the holidays. I'd love to see you know my friends give to them as well. So uh, Amplifying their posts, amplifying their goals, you putting lending your voice to those charities that you support with your money, your time, etc. That can be very valuable. Um, is share share a fundraiser that they're doing. So some uh, uh, charities or nonprofits of some sort will do some sort of campaigns, maybe a raising awareness where you want to sign a petition or send letters to uh, maybe politicians, maybe corporations, maybe just other people. Uh, that's fairly common. It's here's a here's a form letter. We'd like you to send a letter out to other people to help raise awareness. Uh, attend protests or other events charities might host. Uh, a lot of in doesn't have to be a protest per se, but other events charities might host. A lot of times they'll have a lot of the larger or- events we have around town are actually run by charities. I was at the Red Beans and Rice Festival uh, a couple weeks, months ago. don't really remember when that was. It was very recent, uh, but that is run by a local uh, soup kitchen, uh, stew pot. They do great work, I believe, and that's an event which it supports them. It raises awareness. It's a lot of fun for everybody involved. So that's sort of just attending those sorts of events. A lot of 5Ks are put on by charitable organizations. And those are if, if you're into running, you love doing a 5K, and that your registration fee is probably going to support that charity. Um, I would also just mention to folks as we're getting towards the end of the year, um, the issue that we've run into with a lot of our clients is how to make donations tax deductible, especially with a larger standard deduction out there. Mm. And so we encourage them to do what we call lumpy donations. So if you, you if you said, hey, I'm going to give $5,000 in 2022, and I'm also going to give $5,000 in 2023, then maybe if you do 10000 at the end of 2022 to count for two years' worth of donations, you might have enough with everything else to put you over that standard deduction and make it tax deductible. So that's what we talk to people about, uh, asking them to really think about in a year's time, in a calendar year, which is how the IRS looks at it, how much do you donate and what things do you support and how can we do it in such a way that you get the most tax advantage and that most of that money goes to helping that organization. 
One tip if, uh, that I would have if you were sending a form letter out to something, friends, or maybe even to a, your uh, representatives in, in Congress or, or state uh, legislators would be to adjust it somewhat, make it a little bit personal, because I think sometimes people Absolutely. see if it's a form letter. And I think if you uh, if you personalize it with why this is an important thing for you, I think that that uh, will carry more weight. Yes, so. and that's all about lending your own voice. The, the charity can't they can't generate your voice. That's that's what you can do. That's that's your valuable contribution. We're talking about how to help charities without giving cash donations. Maybe you're a well-connected person, so we'll let you know how you can help nonprofits next. We're glad you found our show Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotcher-Janderson, president of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. Here's a program reminder. Tuesdays at 10 a.m., listen live to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. It immediately follows our show. So how good of a go-between are you when you hear that a charity needs assistance, maybe with repairs or transportation? You might be able to connect someone in your network with their organization, uh, with with the organization that's looking for volunteers, that is. Um, Benny called up and was looking for information about uh, the Red Cross, and our friend Martha had called in earlier. They do have locations in Flowood and Gulfport, and for more information, you could go to the website redcross.org. And I think if you are looking for information on a, a charitable organization, the, the Internet is always a good place to start. And, and I would also say most organizations have a variety of ways to give to them. Um, many of them will have a website. There will be a donate button on there. Um, you can often you can donate through PayPal or some other um, cash app or Zelle. Uh, in addition to just simply writing a check, they will usually have their uh, contact information on there. If you're not sure, and just pick up the phone and call them and make sure how to make that donation. And we talked about donating stock. You're going to have to get their information on their brokerage receiving account in order to make that happen. Um, but they're always there to help you do it. So the website moneycrashers.com recently published an article suggesting ways to support charities without donating money. We got a couple of those we'll discuss. And Nancy, uh, what about uh, an animal lover? We had oh, our my friend from Mobile oh, call about perfect. the rubbish sale. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, in March of 2020, we had uh, we lost our sweet hound dog Loretta, and uh, we have not found another one to replace her. We talk about it, but we travel a lot. So instead, we love on everybody else's dogs. Mm. And uh, we regularly walk our neighbor's uh, Labrador. But you can do this formally by that, work. That is not a tax-deductible activity. It's not a tax Again. It, in fact, <laughs> it, 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 it is an activity that makes us feel mentally and physically better <laughs> just by being around this sweet animal. But you can work with your local shelters, and you can even foster animals. Animals. You can help them with walking animals, uh, grooming them, doing all of those things, even if you feel like, as we can't at this time, be a permanent home for one of these animals. There's a, there are ways that you can help. And obviously, when we talked earlier about, uh, you know, food drives and that sort of thing, there are a lot of times, uh, you know, the local a local pet shelter will have a drive so you can always uh, get some supplies and, and donate to them. Mm-hmm. And and it's not only just uh, dog food, but uh, you may cat have food. Well, cat food. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you may have old blankets and mm. pillows and things around, um, especially for their older animals. They need softer places to lie down. And so those are great places to take those. 
It's kind of circling back to uh, food drives, you know, to me, it's it's easy because when you go to the grocery store, you know, canned vegetables are probably less than a dollar per can. And I I think a lot of times people don't realize what sort of impact that could have. It's like, well, what do my three cans? But when you're in a food drive and it gets all there added together, I think it really does make a difference. And, and you know, these these are doing important work of, of providing food for people that can't afford it themselves. Well, and, and I would encourage folks, if you want to donate actual food items to talk to those organizations about what are the items that they're looking for. Um, it could be things like um, disposable diapers. Those are really in demand. Or any kind of canned meats or peanut butter, uh, things like that. Ryder mentioned uh, bags of beans before. Some of those that, that they know what their clients are using and needing, and they can give you some guidance. So, and that follows up, Ryder, we've talked about, uh, you know, if you're wanting to support a charity, sometimes the best way to go about finding out what they want is to go to the source. Yes, absolutely. So asking how you can help. Uh, There, like Nancy said, there's a lot of ways they can give. There's a lot of different needs they may have. Some charities may just, they may do a lot of volunteer projects and, and really more so than money in a certain time, they may need volunteers for a specific project. Another thing I thought of was volunteering, volunteer your way to the top. You know, if this is a, this is a cause, especially a local one that you can, you can participate in and you really want to work to make that better, continue to volunteer and look for ways you can expand your volunteer service. Uh, Maybe you're starting out reading to elementary school children. Maybe you can move up to helping organize other folks to read to elementary school children and make a bigger impact in that way. Uh, For folks who have the time and who maybe just have more kind of general skills and especially business skills, board service may be an option, especially for a local charity uh, or a local project. Helping to run some project for them uh, can be very useful. They're a lot of times a newer charity will be started by someone who has passion for the cause, who has passion for for the goal, but they need a lot of different help. Nancy mentioned folks volunteering time as accountants to help with the bookkeeping, um, folks helping volunteer whatever their skill, however they can plug in, uh, whatever connections, like you mentioned, that they can provide, that is very valuable. Uh, of course, just, just the awareness and volunteering a lot of times – There'll be some campaign they're having, some project going on that you can at least just raise awareness, uh, at least just bring that to the attention of folks who may have the resources and who may have the desire to be helping with that right now. Uh, When we were off here, I mentioned that my brother retired from uh, the director of the Hattiesburg Public Library this last weekend, and uh, the Friends of the Library put on a little – they had their book sale but also had a small retirement ceremony for him. And so I would mention that too is a lot of uh, institutions and organizations have a group that's a friends group, and so Mm. that's always a way uh, that you can get involved with uh, helping out. Uh, and also, I'm nearing retirement as well. Are you Are you looking for a party? He's what, taking what he's kind of taking party? Donations for his <laughs> yeah. retirement party right now, now. Here we go. Here I was trying to be. Or a dinner? Do you want a dinner? Yeah. Well, a dinner would be nice. Where? Yes. Okay. Where, Kevin? Uh, anywhere. <laughs> okay. McDonald's, Taco Bell. What? Oh, we've got to aim higher. Tacos. Or, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll 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 get back to you on that. One. Okay. Anyway, what there I was go. saying was. This might be, for people who are retired, this might be a good way to spend your, because one of my fears is, 
who is that creepy guy that lives down the street that never comes yeah. out of his house? Yeah. So yeah, retirement you, is a chance to do some stuff. It is, and you need to have something that's uh, a focus beyond just yourself and all your aches and pains <laughs> and something that gives you a schedule. Mm-hmm. And I'll point out one really important thing. One of the biggest determinants of quality of life and retirement is how your social life is. Mm-hmm. And if that volunteer activity is giving you more of a social life, that can be a huge benefit. That's going to wrap us up for today. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support from listeners. To hear today's show or a previous show, you can visit moneytalks.mpbonline.org or listen to the podcast, search for Money Talks. Our show is produced by Liz Gill. Our podcast producer is Jermaine Flood, and our call screener today was Charles Arnold. So for Dr. Nancy Lotter-Janderson and Ryder Taff, I'm Kevin Farrell. Join us every Tuesday at 9 for Money Talks. It's heard only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.